die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend. I will defend. That's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. What are you doing? Getting a life. Hello everyone and welcome to the One Up Culture Cast, your source of knowledge for leveling up in the world of popular culture. My name is Trent and with me is my co-host Jareff. Hey guys, so today we are doing a review of movies from 2016. All the movies? Yes, all every of them. Every movie? Yes, every movie from 2016. The Hungarian movie from June of 2016? We already did it. The East Ethiopian classic from uh, January? I don't remember that one, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. So we're doing most game, of the movies. Mainstream Hollywood pleb. In actual fact, we, we will uh, need to cover that. There are a few movies from this year that I haven't seen that mm-hmm. are uh, in my honourable mentions. Um, and I'm sure you've probably got a few from this year that you didn't mm-hmm. get to see as well. Unfortunately, we don't get to just spend all of our time watching movies. Yeah, we don't get paid for this. Um, so any movies we go see are out of our money. And there's a lot of movies out there that I don't think is worth my money. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, we will dish out for the for the good ones and obviously for the movies that we're going to do a podcast about. Yeah. But uh, apart from that, yeah, there are a lot that we've that we've missed. Um, so, I mean, I've I've kind of looked over the year mm-hmm. and, and tried to, to think of my, tried to narrow it down to five because I kind of thought coming into this, if Trent asked me what my favorite movie from 2016 is, I'm not going to be able to answer because there are there are a few movies that are kind of jumping uh, between that those places. Um, of my top five. Mm. Um, so neither of us actually know what the other guy has has kind of written as their top five. Yeah, I kind of sprung this on you la- last minute just before recording, actually. Yeah, I entered the uh, door thinking we were doing a completely different topic. Um, and Jeff was like, oh, I've got all this set up. And I'm like, what? And he's like, aren't we doing this? I'm like, no, but that's fine because I didn't really prepare the uh, podcast we were going to do, so it's all good. So now we're prepared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So prepared as I normally am, which is somewhat to slightly. To slightly, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we don't know what the other person's got. Uh, we will be taking a couple of guesses to see, I guess, how well we know the other person and their taste in movies. Yeah, um, although I don't think we're going to do too too well there on those there are a lot of movies yeah there, there are a lot of movies uh, I, I mean there are a few that we know the other guy liked um, and I mean biggest surprises and kind of things like that um, we'll see they'll be a bit harder to because to, yeah. yeah, then you've got to look into what the other guy's opinion and perspective of things was but, I mean, when you haven't seen the East Ethiopian classic movie from January, it's going to be tough for him to predict where on my top five list it would be yeah, it should be top like yeah. it should definitely oh, be yeah. on the top yeah it's excellent mm. So uh, we'll start with top five movies of the year. Yeah, We're going to go straight we, for yeah, the big category. Go go for the big old category yeah. of uh, of top five. Uh, so you uh, haven't got yours in order, do you? I have no order. Do yep. you have yours in order? Vaguely, like Ooh. there's oh, there's two movies which right. are in order, and then the rest are kind of could go either way. All right. So um, have you got your number one movie of the year? Yes, I do. All right. You're, we're going to go num- number one to five, and I'm going to quickly try and put mine in a, some sort of order. Do you want me to give all five straight away, or um, we going uh, like one for one? one? To one. Yep. yep. So, uh, do you want to go for your, your number one movie first? My number one movie of the year is Drum Roll, please. The Arrival. 
That is my movie of the year for 2016 oh, wow. so far. Oh, yeah. well, then it's, uh, yeah, I should definitely watch it then. <laughs> Jeez, it's your number one movie. Yeah, look, for me, uh, what I really liked about this was that it was smart sci-fi. And if you look at my sort of list of top movies, be it of years or all around, you will see that I have a penchant for liking these kind of smart, slightly hard sci-fi movies where they're dealing with thematic issues and they're trying to put it in a context that you could kind of picture it happening. And I think Arrival does a really good job of that. Uh, the acting is really good across the board. It's a fascinating story. Uh, it's well shot, some nice cinematography. There's not a lot of things I had to complain about it. Um, again, look, 2016 is a decent year for movies, but I don't think Arrival would have been in my top, or maybe even top five movies in some years that have come by. Uh, but given what we've had delivered and what I've watched personally, I would say Arrival is the top movie. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm going to say Deadpool. Um, not just because of its, uh, it as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of need to stress that because as far as movies are concerned, it has a lot of flaws that were overlooked because of budget and, and how well it did there well, is it part of... like 50 million to make or something, which yeah. is ridiculous for a blockbuster superhero movie. Yeah, starring Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So it was... Um, yeah, and Marina Bacar. I, I absolutely love the movie as well. I thought um, you were going to say you really love Marina Bacar. I do, but that's another subject. Uh, for that, that's a different, different top five. That is a complete different top five. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie just as, as far as entertainment was concerned. It was it was my probably my favourite entertainment movie mm-hmm. uh, that I did. I kind of didn't get caught up in cinematography different you're going to make me sound really pretentious of, here, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am going to make you sound like such a bigot. Anyway, um, I also, I really, I just love this movie uh, because it wasn't, it, well, it was, but it wasn't tied into a cinematic universe. Uh, and I kind of, I've got sick of that over the last few years. Everything has to be tied to something that's already happened. Uh, in some cases, like Star Wars, I'm loving it because I get more of that franchise and Harry Potter is another one. For me, I'm getting a little sick of the the X-Men universe that was getting really confusing there for a while and kind of happy they're looking at rebooting that. Uh, And Deadpool wasn't connected to all of that mess and kind of made fun of it and was its own standalone thing, which I wasn't expecting. And uh, and, and I think that's what what kind of pushes it over the line uh, for me to, to be number one. Uh, it, does Deadpool rate in your top five? It's not actually in my top five. Um, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make my top five. I understand why people would have it there. And you're not the only one, because I think I read, and this could make me look like a fool, I think I read that it might actually be nominated for a couple of Golden Globes. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, especially considering how rare it is for superhero movies in any sort of category to get nominated for that kind of thing, that's a really big Getting success some for Deadpool. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds, you know. That's- Fantastic, yeah. And yeah, his... I mean, there's not a lot of performances that I don't like of Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and this Green was, Lantern? Yeah. No, well, <laughs> I, I enjoyed... I enjoy Green Lantern. I, I understand it had a heap of issues and I am a big Green Lantern fan of the yeah. character. Um, so I didn't like things. Um, Sinestro was great. Uh, and oh, yeah. should have been Agreed. used more. Mark Strong was the perfect casting for that. Uh, and, and I think Green Lantern and Hal Jordan... Uh, Ryan Reynolds was the right casting for that. Uh, it just wasn't handled correctly. But he was still cast well, and this movie felt like it was pretty much hand-fed to Ryan Reynolds. Not only did he have the Deadpool disaster from Origins that to make up for, um, but this character, Wade Wilson, it, it kind of feels like a Van Wilder character, mm. uh, which is a character 
I'm, I'm going to use from one of some of his early work to we see reoccur through uh, quite a lot of his work. It's a smart arsey, smug, um, but in the end, he kind of wins and he's the good guy and you're happy that he did so. Uh, and, and that's Wade Wilson. Mm. He's a smart ass. He breaks the fourth wall. He breaks the rules. Uh, and the fact that we did get Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool earlier uh, just kind of adds to it because, you know, he gets to break that fourth wall of they made this and it was terrible. Yeah, I, I thought it was vindication for him after coming off two sort of, uh, I don't want to say failures, but two disappointments in Greenland and, and X-Men Origins Wolverine, yeah. which especially the Origins one, it wasn't his fault. He tried to convince the studios that this is not the way to go about it. But, you know, studios have their ideas of what works and what doesn't work, and it doesn't always align with what will work. And he obviously always wanted to be a part of this mm. kind of franchise, this superhero. I mean, I feel like he's a dork. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can see that in just how he acts outside of his movies, as well as the movies he picks as well. I mean, he um, revels in it. Uh, mm. And in the same way that Robert Downey Jr., I feel, is kind of perfect for the role of Tony Stark now. Uh, and, and actually, Chris Evans, perfect as, uh, as a Captain America. Hugh Jackman, perfect as Wolverine, if yeah. you ignore the height, which I think you can. I think you can, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as but, someone who's tall, you can ignore the height. Yeah, you can ignore the height. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds was, yeah. was that. And, and that's where the Deadpool... Um, there is another movie in my top five, and it's my number two. Oh. Um, do you want to jump straight to I'm gonna, number two? I'm going to jump to my you number two because double. I found a wonderful little segue of someone else who was perfectly cast. Oh, nice. And I'm going to give you a guess on that. I think I might already have... Um, maybe not. When this when they were like cast yep. in this role, everyone... Everyone was like, yep, that, that is the perfect yeah. casting for the total role in which movie? Doctor Strange? Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. He yeah. was perfect from the second you saw him as Doctor Strange in any of the trailers, the, the pre-production. I, I fell in love with that character. Um, and this and Deadpool and my, my third choice are actually... And my third choice, I think, is going to surprise you. Mm-hmm. Um are the, the three movies that are jumping around my number one. Yeah. Um, and my fourth is my uh, my pick that could overlap them all, oh. um, depending on what happens in the future. Oh, oh okay. You've, uh, yeah, I've wow. really thought this through. Um, <laughs> I've really, really got quite... I mean, I don't like the whole X-Men confusing cinema, yeah, all of that universe, but yeah. I do it. Yeah. in my head and connect everything <laughs> but, but yours makes sense but mine makes yeah. mine makes sense I, uh, I would have to agree with Cumberbatch being perfect for the role he's probably the only one I've seen where an image has come out of him as the character it's the first image we've seen and there's been no complaints even ones that have looked really good and made a lot of sense and again Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool kind of falls into that I've not seen anyone so enthusiastically and wildly accepted by the comic universe as Cumberbatch was as Doctor Strange when those first images it was came incredible through. yeah uh, it almost gave me hope for the internet society, for, tr- for trolls everywhere. And then you went to the YouTube comments and, and yeah. yeah, then it got awful. Any any YouTube comments on any video, it doesn't matter which. Yeah, just mm. play roulette. Just literally pick any movie, any any video, and uh, you'll find some awful comments about it. It's so is terrible. Cumberbatch the main reason why Doctor Strange is in your top two slash running around your very top pick? Um, yeah, he's definitely a, a large part of it, um, and I think it all kind of centralises around his his performance, and, and it's the same for both of these characters mm-hmm. in that the lead character has kind of carried this one for me. As well as his performance, the, there were a lot of other aspects that surprised me. Uh, they didn't go down the 
usual route with their Marvel villain, which I expected from the trailers. And, and we've covered this in podcasts uh, on Multiple Doctor Strange. Podcasts. Multiple <laughs> podcasts. So I'm going to try and not go on about this too much. Um, but they didn't do that, and yeah. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the cape was as so comedic mm. and unexpected mm. and not overused. <laughs> it literally came in for that short period, was a surprise, was the only good thing in that fight scene, which was happening way too close for a magic fight scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it was ridiculous, the amount of action that we heard and didn't get to see in that fight scene. But uh, And it was clever. They finally did a missed like big bad guy misty villain misty villain uh, and not misty from pokemon the only problem i had was that he figures out how to Mm. kind of beat the bad guy too quickly but i had no issue with the actual solution uh so that kind of over overshadows that for me that yeah he came to it too quickly but i did like the the uh, solution uh, and that he kind of had to the message of the whole movie was that dr strange he didn't want to deal with loss he, he didn't want to lose ever uh and in in a way he had to embrace losing repetitively and saying i'm going to lose for the rest of time to win uh and, and i actually it was quite a good message that i didn't think i was going to get i, I yeah. thought oh this is just a, an entertainment value movie and i was like all oh, right yeah it kind of has to become a better person and you see that throughout the entire film and it is a movie of betterment um from the beginning to the end uh and uh, it was one that you you knew how it started. It knew you knew how it finished. Uh, even from all of the trailers, it was pretty obvious this mm. was what was happening. Oh, yeah. He was a dilapidated, terrible person, and then he became better. Um, and he got better. He got better. So uh, I, I I thought they actually handled that very well. Okay, so my number two um, is not not along the same lines as yours. A bit. It came out in early March, I believe it was, um, and this is one I was looking forward to seeing. Uh, it kind of caught everyone by surprise, not necessarily because of the quality of it, but because we literally didn't know it was coming out until like the start of the year. And I'm talking about J.J. Uh, Abrams' 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, it was announced like in January, the trailer came out, we were like, wait, what? There's a sequel to Cloverfield? Uh, and we watched the movie, we find out it's not really a sequel to Cloverfield, but it's kind of its own beast. Um, where it's just using the name and using that as kind of like a confusing element. You know what you're getting into when you see a Cloverfield movie, but you also don't. Um, It's a very small cast. It's a very insular movie. All three primary actors in this movie kill it, but especially John Goodman and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, Everything about this movie, I just love. It's tense. Uh, The story is told through uh, the characters. It's very character-driven, and there's a bit of a twist in it, um, but... You sort of when you rewatch it, you're not worried about oh, can you see whether the twist is going this way or that way, but you're just watching it, appreciating the storytelling that's going on. I'm ashamed to say I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, I I missed it when it was on, and then uh, kind of too much time passed, and I completely forgot that yeah. it existed. Um, because it was kind of a movie that I wasn't excited for uh, when it, I found out it was coming out, uh, and then a few people saw it and they were like, oh, it's actually pretty good, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I should go see it, and then it was out of cinema. Yeah. Uh, and I just never got around to watching it, uh, so unfortunately, I don't have an opinion on that one. It was a bold strategy the the way they went about it. Like, I love that your first two movies I haven't seen, <laughs> and the first two movies of yours I have seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what I liked about it was a really bold strategy by Abrams because 
I mean, this wasn't a movie on anyone's radar. That When it was filmed, it was just kind of like this independent movie, which was going to be its own thing. And then it's just kind of, a, you know, they show a little bit, and it's announced that it's part of the Cloverfield franchise, really, now what it is. It is, it is a franchise. Um, and that definitely helped it, but I think maybe hurt it a little bit, because I think people were going in expecting it to be more closely tied into Cloverfield. Um, but really, it is its own thing. You can watch it. You have no concept or recollection of the original Cloverfield, and this movie just works and in my opinion it's far far better than the original Cloverfield see this is the fun thing I haven't seen the original Cloverfield either oh, wow. but the complete opposite reason so when Cloverfield came out mm. um, everyone was like oh this is going to be great and then I saw it and I heard that it was crap and I was like oh, I'm not going to watch it now uh, and then I, when the second one came out I was like oh okay it's not going to be very good and then I heard that it was really good mm. um, and so I've, I've missed both of them <laughs> because of what everyone else was saying kind of so that, that's a little bit sad to the be honest the first one suffered from hype backlash like the previous for it really ever, and the uh, marketing campaign they did was really clever um, and it got everyone so hyped that when the movie came out and it was a fine movie and when you look at found footage movies it's definitely one of the better executed versions of it uh, but it just unfortunately just came in with too much hype and so people went in expecting an A-level movie. Really, they probably got a B-level movie. And when that happens, you just can't appreciate a movie as much as it was. It's a fine movie. Um, but yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane was far better. Look, I would have gone to see it because it had Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. Um, but everything else about this movie is fantastic too. And it's a great showcase of her acting abilities. Great. Yeah, yeah awesome. Well, I guess we'll go on to number three then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I actually kind of alluded to mine uh, before mm. uh, and that you're not going to guess it. Yeah, so I'm not going to try. So you're not going to try, yeah. It's Zootopia. Mm. Yeah. That's a good movie. Zootopia is my... Oh, finally, he kind of agrees with one of my choices. Oh, no, no. I, I, I have agreed with all three of them <laughs> as being good to great movies. Um, Zootopia, though, as you said, I wasn't expecting it. Whereas the first two I knew were going to be on your top five, but... Yeah, no, tell Zootopia Tell us more was, about Zootopia. Zootopia was, uh, was brilliant. Um, so I, I really, really enjoyed... And it was a kid's movie. Mm. Uh, so I actually was going to put this on with a child who then wasn't interested. So I watched it by myself uh, and, and really, really enjoyed the, uh, this. this And it was such a good concept, such a, a new concept, which is getting very difficult now because yeah. they just keep taking, and Disney, Pixar, they just keep taking objects and giving them life. And they're starting to run out of different objects, to be they honest. They got the feelings last year and you're like, what else can you do? Yeah, and now they're like, uh, pets. We're going to go back to pets. Uh, so now we've got Secret Life of Pets yeah. coming anyway. Um, but yeah, here we had kind of a new concept in just animals took over everywhere. Uh, and I, what I enjoyed most was how well thought out the world was, uh, and the interaction between all of these animals who have in our world, we know them eating and different, uh, uh, survival instincts. Um, you've got the whole food chain pretty much being thrown out the window here. Um, but also the size. So you had entire little portions or suburbs. Of, of, a, of a town of Zootopia which were tiny um, kind of for rodents and then you had you know the larger bits all the way up to like the elephant town uh, and I thought that was really clever uh, but it also uh, touched on stereotypes uh, and like being sly as a fox which we kind of took as a as an expression they gave uh, a meaning to uh, mm. and it also kind of gave you an instant recognition with Nick that character as being like He's been seen as being sly his whole life, so he is. That's what he's doing. Um, and I think uh, it, it's a great story of overcoming your size uh, and, and your limitations by what others see and kind of 
moving past that. It's a great message for kids in that way uh, and kind of ticks all of the boxes for a, for a kids' movie as well as being visually spectacular. Yeah. It looks great. As, as this is, these are all the things that push it up into my top three. Yeah, it, and yeah, fight for that top one position. As I was saying, those three movies are really fighting for it. What What I found fascinating about this movie was that it does address stereotypes and the way it tackles it, because it addresses the stereotypes and kind of tells you you shouldn't stereotype in this way, and then it proceeds to use the stereotypes of the character as personality parts. You had the sloth who was incredibly slow. You had the fox who was incredibly sly in a lot of ways, and so it kind of. It crosses the boundary twice, and then it crosses it a third time because you get the base characters being that way. But then as you get to explore the characters a bit more, you realise there is a lot more to them in spite of these characters. So, yes, the fox is sly, as you would presume him to be, but when you get to know him better, you realise there's a much more deep and complex character involved. Yeah. Uh, and that's difficult to tell in the space of an hour and a half for an animated movie. And when you're dealing with trying to please both kids and adults... And they did a fantastic job of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very tough line to walk, mm. uh, and and one that they did well. So I'm I'm gonna say that was my my number three. What what about you? Yeah. So um, I, as you are the editor of this uh, series and you uh, control the audio that goes on involved, I'm gonna need you to uh, sort of get something set up for oh, me. Lordy lord. All yes. right. Um, can you get uh, the booing track ready? Because yep. I'm about to piss off a lot of people. Okay. And, yeah. Um, my number three movie is. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Ooh, you suck! I guessed this. I, I guessed this was going to be in your top five. Yeah. And I guessed you were going to say, I'm about to get a lot of backlash. So I guessed a lot of things right on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I get why people dislike this movie. Um, and a lot of the flaws that are in there are absolutely correct. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that when I went to see this movie, I dug it. I loved it. Yes, the first half was a little slow. But by the end of that movie, when I was walking out, along with a lot of other happy people, um, I was just like, wow, this is exactly what I wanted it to be. I like the sort of grittier, darker v- version of DC. It doesn't, DC doesn't need to be Marvel. And when it tried to be Marvel, it failed in a lot of ways. I hate when they try and be Marvel. Because, yeah. I mean, these are two companies that uh, have pretty much built being one or the other, yeah. uh, Marvel or DC. Marvel's they need very, to be a different product. Marvel is a story about humans... Uh, with powers, whereas DC is a story, are stories about gods, about mythology, those kind of things, and that's why I think Batman vs Superman lived up to that because it's very broad themes. Wonder Woman, fantastic. Batman, brilliant. Potentially the best Batman in movies that we've received. Doomsday, I hear a lot of complaints about him. What else would you want him to do? He's not that interesting a character. That's the kind of role he should be playing in cinema, and allow the more interesting villains to get primary roles. Yeah, Lex Luthor wasn't great, but you know that's a small uh, issue in a lot of ways. I think the whole movie came together really well. Visually, it was stunning, as you'd expect from Zack Snyder. I think it's setting up a lot of interesting things with the DC Universe. And I, I get that the popular opinion is to dislike this movie. I don't care. It's number three for me. Fantastic. Uh, I, I love that you're so adamant on this one and that you have reasons. Uh, for me, this was a movie that uh, it, its biggest probably pro is uh, that it is a movie that leads into other movies that I want to see. And it did that so well. It led into so many of these other films so very well. Uh, and, and I think, uh, unfortunately, if this dropped the Batman versus Superman was literally called Dawn of Justice people would have been loving it. Hmm. Uh, and then if this had dropped all of the Dawn of Justice stuff out of it 
and literally just being a one-on-one fight fest between Batman and Superman for some reason, then all of the dumb people would be loving it too. Uh, I just that's my opinion. Yeah. That, uh, but I liked that they put both of these things together. It just yeah, if you put one or the other, it would have been popular. Mm. Together, they kind of both parties didn't like it for the other guy's reason. The, the biggest issue I think was that it was doing Batman versus Superman and even if you're not a fan of what the DC universe has done so far you couldn't help but be optimistic and like expecting big things from this because really in a lot of ways they're the two biggest superheroes regardless of DC Marvel image whatever you want to look at they're the two biggest superheroes they're clashing head to head for the first time in a major cinematic marketing wise it was brilliant and that name Batman versus Superman is going to draw a lot of people even the diehardest of Marvel fans are like oh I kind of want to see what yeah. goes down there. And so if it doesn't match what you're expecting, it, it, again, we've talked about this hype backlash with Cloverfield. Yeah. It was always going to struggle to live up to that. Yeah, Which that's... is why, yeah, I think if yeah, the, if they'd split this movie's name in half, it would have succeeded mm. on both fronts. Yeah. But it's still my top three. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things I'll fight to my grave, basically. I think, I um, think so. So we're now on to number four. Yeah, so, number four. Um, and as I said, my number four could overlap my one, two, and three, depending on what, on what happens do. in the future. Do you have any idea what that might be? The only thing I can think of is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And you would be fantastically correct. So, I love this movie. Yeah, uh, and more than me. And, yeah, <laughs> I, absolutely more than you. And a lot of it has to do with my love of the, the series. Mm. Uh, and I'm just fanboyed out on this one. Um but I didn't put it in my top, in my top three. Uh, it wasn't fanboy enough for that. Um, but as I said, it, it could overlap uh, depending on how the rest of this mm. kind of sequels go, I guess. Um, which I don't think are going to be Fantastic Beasts related as, as in all of them. Um, and they're going to be leading up to a, a probably some kind of wizarding war with Grindelwald, which I'm excited to mm. see uh, and Dumbledore's duel with him. Um, so this is another one, kind of like Dawn of Justice. You could look um, at better in the future. I, I did enjoy it a little bit more than you. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, again, if you've listened to our podcast or you read my spoiler-free review, I did really like it. There was a couple of issues I had with it which ultimately would stop it from being a top five movie. Uh, but yeah, I totally get it. And again, you are, as we've talked about, a far bigger Harry Potter fan. So yeah. there are going to be aspects of this movie that appeal to you more and will win points for you where it just doesn't necessarily score those same points for me. Uh, and, and another reason why this one this one isn't top for me is uh, Credence, the way that mm. he was handled. Uh, that really bugged me that uh, they kind of, they led up to this character and being important and yeah, he, he just popped, basically. Yeah. Ezra Miller in consecutive movies here. Just just disappeared in both <laughs> in a flash just ah. gone yeah um, yeah yeah that happened so i mean i, I thought they, they handled that very poorly uh and and i did notice upon re-watching mm-hmm. that we there, there is still a chance that uh, credence is going to come back yeah i'm um, not convinced he's necessarily yeah wrong. uh especially the way that he just kind of but also there's a, a part that stays a little bit longer and newt stares at that one a little bit mm. longer and um and basically, Teeny's not that upset. Yeah. And she should be absolutely distraught at that point. But she seems to move on very quickly. And the rain, the memory rain. <laughs> I, I have to. I have to say what like what was wrong with this movie? Uh, apart from these things, I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I, I didn't like how yeah. I'm going to make it rain and everyone forget. And that was convenient and everything's fixed. But, but at the end of the day, there was enough in that movie which makes it you know 
saves it in spite of some dodgy sort of decisions there. Yeah. And especially the characters in that movie, like you could put it in top five purely because of the characters. Yeah. So um yeah, that was mine. What about you, Ben? Yeah, uh, well my top my number four movie is incidentally one you've already listed. Ah um, yeah. Zootopia? No, it's actually Doctor Strange. Ah, Strange. Yeah, it's funny that. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to harp on too much about Doctor Strange because we've talked about it a bit and you've given a lot of the same reasons why I like it. I'm just going to say, though, I love that it, it wasn't a superhero movie. It was a magic mysticism movie that involved superhero kind of characters. And that's exactly what I wanted it to be moving in and that's exactly what they gave me. It was funny. It was visually the most spectacular movie of the year, bar none. Probably wins it by a country mile. Uh, brilliant characters all around. A better Marvel villain. Still not a perfect Marvel villain, but a far better Marvel villain. And yeah, just everything about this movie clicked that I wanted to see it again as soon as those credits were rolling, which is rare. He's a better villain. I don't really care if I ever see him again, to be honest. No, um, and he, he served his purpose. Yeah, mm. um, which was to not be a classic Marvel villain. Yeah, which which was which was great. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I I have to agree with this one being in your top five. I hope it's in you mine. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your final movie in the top five then? Um, this one is probably going to be a bit of a surprise. Ooh. Central Intelligence. Ah, I've, yeah. I've, I've not had a chance to watch this movie, uh, unfortunately, because I feel like the two leads that would work brilliantly together. Yeah, and they do. And we're going to get to see it again in Jumanji. Uh, and part of this movie's appeal to me was also, oddly enough, some of the stuff that was coming out while it was being made, uh, kind of the, the Snapchats and the, the different videos of, uh, of Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart mm. kind of playing off each other uh, and just having a good time and that is so well shown in the movie um, and the biggest surprise for me in this was Dwayne Johnson's performance I was expecting a rock character mm. uh, it was not he came in and he was kind of being a bit awkward a bit of a dork uh, I guess uh, kind of showing some of the the weaker side of of being a man and and being emotionally vulnerable um which was something great that we we didn't get to we haven't gotten to see him in uh from from him very often i I, yeah i absolutely love that um and we get michael bateman again in another one from zootopia as well so i think he had quite a good year um but yeah the that performance was was a big surprise to me and it made me laugh uh which as a comedy that's is what, what you need to do, do. Uh, and and it's a little bit different from all my other top five I mean I've got superhero movies and I mean, Harry Potter isn't really comedy no. it's a very dark uh, all thing. fantasy um, movies really. Zootopia is probably the closest and I mean that's an animated mm. feature um, this one was a live action yeah comedy yeah. Uh, and the story I, I really liked how it went here this is the stereotypical story and they kind of went here is the stereotypical Dwayne the Rock Johnson character that's not what it is Mm. and it was kind of fun getting those layers and you keep thinking you know what's happening in this movie and then they're like ah just kidding we're not that obvious uh and and that actually almost tricked me into thinking this was a clever movie uh, (laughs) until i watched it again and realized no it was just it was just fun yeah um so yeah i'm not gonna not get tricked into say it was it was clever because it wasn't but it was fun definitely you look at that combination and it was one of those sort of things you look at and like that's going to work and, and yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. And the main reason being, it's always tough to take a punt on comedies because yeah. if you go to an action movie or a science fiction movie or a fantasy movie in the cinemas, 
even if the movie doesn't necessarily work, there's often elements you can take away from as being, oh, well, at least I got to see that, or at least this was a part of it. With comedies, if the comedy doesn't work, that's generally literally all it has going for it. And so if that fails, you go to a movie, you've just wasted X amount of dollars and it's completely failed. And it just becomes watching the same old movies, mm. basically. Uh, and like I said, that was one of the things I liked, that it kept making you think it was going down that, that road. Yeah. And then it doesn't. And it kind of has a little bit of a twist here and there. I just realized you haven't seen it, so I'm not going to give it too much away yeah. on this one. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed enjoyed Central Intelligence and I would recommend it. Yeah, Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson makes a lot of sense. Same reason why I'm actually kind of cautiously optimistic about Baywatch next year because I really think Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron are going to work brilliantly when it comes to comedy I agree I think that's going to work Zac Efron continues to surprise me with his work in comedies and in movies in general and I think that's going to be fantastic yeah I loved him in Um, Neighbours yeah Yeah, so uh, yeah I think that's going to work and like I said I saw saw, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart and that's why I made the punt on this Mm. movie uh, and it does kind of suffer from you know it it could be excellent or it's just going to be another one of those movies that kind of got made and and are going to get made despite themselves because of the big names uh and so i was yeah pleasantly surprised that this one actually has some substance yeah um so we come to the last of our top five movies Uh, interestingly enough we literally have only one movie in common which i find fascinating yeah that was dr strange uh, my fifth movie of the year was one I didn't necessarily have on my radar until I, it came out and I heard the reviews for it. Uh, and it's Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling in The Nice Guys. Uh, I Yeah, I sort of thought, oh, that could be okay. I didn't really pay much attention. And then I was hearing all the reports from it. It's like, this is good, this is good, this is good. You have to go see it. And so I thought, oh, okay, I'll go see it. And the hype lived up to it. Um, it's surprisingly funny. Uh, and just across the board, it's just a top-notch movie. And I don't want to say too much because it is one of those movies you've got to go into, I think, blind to properly appreciate and enjoy. Um, so really all I'm going to say on it is that you should go and see it. Uh, and I'm going to back that up and say you should go and see yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Gosling and Crow work really well together. Uh, this is the best Crow performance I've seen in a long time. Um, and I hope that it's the, a trend of things to come, really. Because he's got some movies coming up that need his performance really to you know, really help. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed this one was going to be in your top five, mm. but now that I know it is, it makes complete sense. Yeah, and yeah I, I understand why that is in your top five. Uh, I kind of forgot about it while making my top five list. <laughs> list. Uh, there are a few. Put in it in your honourable mentions. Um, there's a there's a good one there. We'll go on to some honourable mentions yep. because there were a few that I haven't. I just haven't seen. Mm. Uh, and and one of which I'm going to start with. Neither of us have seen. No. And, uh, and it's not because we're lazy. Yeah. It's because um, it hasn't come out. Because when this this podcast goes up, we'll probably be in the cinemas watching it. Yay. Hint hint hint. Yeah. yeah, so uh, you should be watching it. If this just came out, you should go and watch uh, Rogue One, people. Yes, a, a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story. Well, rehearsed, but not rehearsed. That that worked well. Yeah, so this um, is on both of our honourable mentions for the yeah. precise reason. If we were doing this in a week, uh, there's we'd like to think it's in our top five. I certainly think it's got a good shot of getting there. If it Force Awakens last year is anything to sort of go by. So I think potentially the nice guys might not be on my list uh, this in a week's time. Yeah, um, I... No, yeah, Central Intelligence would have gotten knocked off. I was actually going to say maybe Harry Potter would have gotten knocked off just because I would have still been repping uh, a franchise. Yeah. Because um, a, a lot of the reason that uh, Harry Potter made it into my top five was because of the franchise mm. behind it. Whereas if I had Star Wars, I would have just probably dumped Harry Potter <laughs> um, and kept Central Intelligence like a because bad habit. it was a surprise, surprisingly good, yeah. uh, much better than I was expecting. 
Um, yeah, so that's, that would have made it into mine. But uh, I've also got Sausage Party, which oh, is yeah. probably one you're not going to watch. No. <laughs> because it has a lot of swearing, a lot of lewdness. Uh, but I really want to see this one. I just haven't had a chance. Uh, I did have a friend give it to me, but I wasn't able to watch it, which kind of Legally. Sucked. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I haven't seen it, which I want to. Yeah, and uh, you, you sort of want to give it a, a mention anyway. Yeah, uh, and, and Arrival, which uh, mm. was, was definitely on, on your list of yeah. topping. <laughs> uh, but is, uh, yeah, topping my list of, of movies that I want to see uh, that I didn't get a chance yeah. to. Uh, I'm also rethinking uh, Cloverfield, yep. Cloverfield Lane, uh, yeah. because I had forgotten completely about it until it was in your list and was like, oh yeah, when that came out, I did want to watch it. I just forgot to. Mm. So there's one that wasn't on my list, but uh, has just been you know, reminded of. I've just been reminded of. Yeah. What about you? Um, so yeah, obviously Rogue One was on my sort of honourable mentions. Um, there are movies out there that I sort of want to see that I haven't got a chance to. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, I've heard a lot of good things about a uh, New Zealand movie. Um, I just haven't had a chance to go watch it, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, so really my only like honourable mention uh, that I'm going to really put out there outside of Rogue One, and the reason why it's an honourable mention and not in my top five is because it's not a movie. Baby Metal, Metal Resistance, got to get that out there. Wow, you slid that one in there. Well, I have another movie recommendation. Oh, okay. Although this one uh, wasn't from me. It actually was uh, recommended to me by my housemate. Uh, and it's The BFG. So this is another kids movie. The Spielberg one, I believe. I believe. I haven't seen yeah. it, but uh, I would like to. Yeah. Uh, and, and he got that, so I'm going to go and borrow it <laughs> and watch it. Uh, anyway, that, that's one that I had recommended to mm. me, so I thought I'd uh, mention it. So you haven't seen it? No, no, I haven't. I sort of looked at the previews and I'm like, I don't really care <laughs> yeah, that's what I did too and I didn't hear enough afterwards to say I need to go see it yeah but, well I yeah, did get that recommendation I'll, so I'll hear what you have to say and then I might sort of add it to I mean I had list. Zootopia in my top list so uh, these kind of animated movies do have the uh, mm. the opportunity to, to kick up very high in my list so should we go to be a surprise then um, surprise. While, while we're keeping on the positives um, alright well I, I kind of have an honourable mention here yep, um, an honourable surprise surprise uh, which is actually just why the this movie made it in which was Central Intelligence yep. I was surprised yeah. at um, Dwayne Johnson's performance mm-hmm. uh, in all of the trailers and whatnot. Uh, I still was believing this was going to be a, a kind of an action Dwayne the, jo- J- Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, kind of character yeah. and we didn't get that so mm-hmm. that, that was a surprise and, and is the reason that one made it up into my list um, but uh, my biggest surprise of the year was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Oh. Even it was surprisingly good? Surprisingly good. Wow. Yes. I actually, I, it was going back to kind of the 80s uh, series, which I loved. Yeah. Um, we had Seamus from WWE coming in. We had, uh, and Bebop and Rocksteady were the best part of that movie. It picked up kind of where they'd failed on the first one. Uh, now, when I watched the first one, my original thoughts were I'd just seen kind of these... I, I thought they'd just cast four Shreks and <laughs> called them Ninja Turtles. I was yeah. like, this this doesn't look right to me. And when I watched the movie, it actually it didn't bother me at all. And I actually felt like they were quite well represented uh, visually and uh, in each of their different characteristics and size. In some, in some cases, they changed... Um, so I, that wasn't something from the first film that bothered me that did uh, bother a lot of people and it was something that I thought was going to bother me which was just their look Megan Fox I didn't enjoy from the first film yeah you did what a surprise there acting ability is kind of ex- it's there 
It's just hidden. <laughs> Behind what? <laughs> Her beautiful smile. So we're moving on. Not what we're calling it. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to move on. What about you? What was your biggest surprise? Okay, so my biggest surprise, uh, kind of funny and all things considering, it's Zootopia. Zootopia was a surprise for you. Yeah, mainly because when I saw the previews for it, I kind of thought, okay, this is another one of those kind of animated movies that trying to do certain things. And there's nothing that, not necessarily that animated movies can't do, but I kind of looked at it and I'm like, oh, whatever. I, you know, there's a lot of hype surrounding the trailer and I'm just kind of like, oh, this, they're overhyping. It's not going to be funny as it actually was. And then I actually sat down and watched it. I'm like, okay, I get why the hype was there. It wasn't a, quite a top five movie for me. A couple of issues that I had, um, I feel like it goes for about 20 minutes too long. Like it finishes and then it has another subplot that it just kind of a bit like Dark Knight. It finishes and then there's another thing it needs to finish. And I felt like some of the uh, thematic stuff was a little heavy handed at times. Um, but there's small complaints in what was a movie which I went into thinking whatever and left going, this is good. I really enjoyed this. So I went in uh, kind of thinking it was going to be good because of a very stupid reason. Mm. Uh, all of the Easter eggs in a movie that I did love, yeah. uh, Big Hero 6. Uh, yeah. There was heaps of Zootopia references and I had no idea what Zootopia was. Mm. Um, so I, like, I was watching all these things and they're like, oh, look at, look at this, it's from Zootopia. I'm like, what is that? What, what, what even is that? And I completely missed it when it came out in cinema. I watched it when it came out on Netflix and so yeah, I actually went into it what thinking, oh, this looks pretty cool. Uh, so I didn't have that yeah mm. that, that massive letdown and hey, it made, made it into my top top list. And that's pretty impressive seeing as it was a movie I didn't see in cinema. Yeah. Um, the, all the other ones I took a punt on um, in some respects. And it worked. Uh, and it worked out. Mm. Whereas Zootopia, yeah, I didn't. And uh, and it made it, it still made it. Yeah. Uh, the other sort of uh, biggest surprise of the year was... The other sort of biggest surprise of the year for me was actually The Blair Witch. Um, this oh. was a movie which I went to kind of on a whim because a couple of people said, oh, let's go to the movies, let's watch something a bit different. Blair Witch was on and it's kind of like, well, if you're going to go see a horror movie, the cinemas are the place to do it because it relies on sort of immersing, immersing you into the situation. And so it's dark, you've got the audio coming from everywhere and you've got this, your big screen, the good effects and whatnot. So I thought, oh yeah, we'll go in. A lot of horror movies don't really scare me. Um, I can enjoy them. Like a movie like The Conjuring I thought was fantastic, but it didn't scare me. It created some tension, but it didn't outright scare me. Blair Witch kind of did. Oh. And that's where it kind of comes in biggest surprise for me because I went in thinking I won't be scared. might be a bit tense, but I won't get scared. And there were moments where I'm like, oh, and yeah, kind of gripping the edge of the seat a bit. And I was watching with a few other friends, so I kind of had to compose myself a little bit. Um, and thankfully, one of them was a bit more scared than me, which kind of protected my own Thank goodness. Uh, self-respect. Yeah. Um, but it, it was surprisingly, that scared me. And also that I left there going, even if that hadn't have scared me, that was an enjoyable movie. Now, obviously, it didn't make my top five. Um, it's not going to break... Um, your mind and think oh wow this is how horror movies should be done or anything but what they did they did well this is the first I'm hearing of this mm, yeah so I yeah, I rated it not necessarily top 5 rate but yeah genuinely surprising I left that going wow did not expect that oh wow well how about we go the complete opposite of that and the we'll go the biggest letdown. yeah the biggest letdown yeah um, what was the biggest letdown for you now this will be kind of funny um, because I have defended it at times but my biggest letdown of 2016 is Suicide Squad. Um, but basically because there was such an opportunity here to A, re-establish DC, 
um, because as despite me defending Dawn of Justice, um, a lot of people didn't like it. And Suicide Squad was shaping up to be something that could kind of break that mould a bit, could win over some of the people and prove that DC know what they're doing. Uh, and as it turns out, they don't know what they're doing because this movie went through reshoots, it went through seven different cuts and edits. Um, they had actors frustrated with the amount of screen time they got. Uh, they had others sort of saying, what's Warranted going on too. Here? Have you seen the extra footage from Jared Leto? Like, no, I'm waiting until I've had a chance to watch the extended cut, so I haven't uh, seen that yet. Um, but it has been a lot of things surrounding this movie where you can't help but be disappointed. And I didn't get a chance to watch this straight away. It took me a couple of days because I was away at the time. And I talked to you and uh, Dylan, who's a guest writer on One Up Culture, because I both respect both of your opinions and think, well, you guys are going to be honest about a DC franchise. And both of you were like, Ugh. So I went in with lowered expectations. I'm like, okay, this won't be as good as I'm hoping, but it should still be fine, right? Uh, I was disappointed even on that viewing. And look, I've watched it a couple. I've watched it twice. Um, I, lo- I, I do love the characters for the most part, and there's enough there that will, you know, I want to get the DVD and watch it. So it's not so much it was the biggest letdown for me in the fact that I genuinely hated it or anything. But it's, it's a letdown because this has had a chance to re-establish the DC universe and build uh, a universe beyond Batman and Superman, which is what we, we've been wanting to do. Because DC have a wealth of amazing characters. But if they don't use them and they can't use them properly and get people wanting to go see it, they're going to fail. On top of the extended cut, which I've talked about before on 1UP Culture, where if they keep releasing extended cuts after the theatrical releases, then people aren't just, they're not going to go see it in cinemas. Why would you bother? Like, You're not going to get to see the whole movie. Yeah, why pay about 20 bucks to go see the cinema when it's half a movie? Yeah, and That makes no sense. I'm, I'm not going to go on about Suicide Squad because you have just covered it all and I'm just going <laughs> to sit here... But what is your biggest all, all letdown? Over again. But it is definitely one of my biggest yeah. letdowns. I was nearly going to say, can we say it? It is not my time. biggest letdown, though. Oh. No. Oh, wow. What a surprise. Uh, and I, I know this is a big surprise because they. Harley Quinn, the Joker, and I have some. Harley Quinn was fine in your eyes, wasn't she? Yeah, she was fine. <laughs> the biggest letdown for me, and it wasn't just in the movie, um, it's, got, um, it's a biggest letdown because I went and watched it. <laughs> in myself but also that it was made and, I, and when I heard that this movie was being made the first thing I thought was why why are you making that movie it's Zoolander 2 oh why on earth did they make this movie so far after the first one the first yeah. one was super successful and yeah sure it may have warranted a second one if you were going to go down that whorish path of taking a concept and making a sequel for the sake of making money out of it why didn't they do it back then in like 2000 when it was popular yeah. uh, and Ben Stiller was the rock star of the world? Now they do it in 2016. It felt much too late. Uh, and they had... It could have been hilarious in that it was much older guys pretending to be younger guys who were super good looking. But that was the original concept mm. that they were 30-something-year-olds and they were you know acting as if they were 20 it doesn't work when they're now 40 and you're thinking this is just getting ri- ridiculous. Like, you've both had some good films. So I, I was just let down that it, it was made and that I watched it. I didn't watch it in cinema, but yeah, I, I wished I hadn't because I was let down. Did you see it? No, look, there was one of these movies that I was cautiously hopeful for because I kind of thought, my, my thought when they announced them, I'm like, oh, that's 
quite late in the I mean, picture to do. I'll it. admit it. I know every line of Zoolander. Yeah, I'm, I'm a massive fan. I actually but... rate Zoolander as one of my favourite all-time comedies. Yeah. And it is for that quite ability and the fact that I can just chuck it on and I can enjoy it and I can laugh, even though I know the jokes are coming. Um, and I do think it was kind of disappointing when it first came out that it, it failed at the box office because it came out when September 11 happened. Yeah. And people didn't want to go out, and I get that. And it became a cult hit. But yeah, to release it this late was kind of like, okay. And what I was hoping was they were releasing it this late because they had a good story. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get a chance to see it straight away. Um, and all the reports I heard were, don't go see this movie. Um, and that combined with my sort of, I guess, fear of seeing comedies in cinema uh, stopped me from going to see it. And then I just, I straight up forgot about it until you literally just mentioned yeah. it then. I forgot that Zoolander 2 was a thing, which is not really speaking that highly of it. Is not speaking highly of it at yeah. all. I was going to say, I, I doubt you were going to have ever guessed that mm. was my, uh, my pick for that. Because yeah, why would you even remember that movie yeah. existed? Why did they make it? But that, yeah, that brings me to the end of my, of my list of, uh, yeah, I don't have there. any other real sort of biggest letdowns, um, except for the, the year itself. Um, and I've, I've hinted at this a bit. Like, I went to the movies a fair bit this year, um, although I still missed a lot of movies, as you can tell. We started a podcast this year. Yeah, and it, there was plenty of movies I went to, and I thought, that was good. I enjoyed it, and I was happy I spent my money on it kind of thing. But comparing to previous years, the overall quality of the films have been disappointing, because, okay, Arrival was in my number one, Cloverfield Lane was my number two. Uh, Batman vs Superman, I defend it, but if that's my third top movie of the year, it's saying a lot about the overall quality of the year for me. When I look back at, just looking back last year, 2015, you had movies like, and this is probably my top three movie in a long time, Ex Machina. Uh, Far and Away was it blew my mind when I watched it. The Force Awakens revitalized my love of Star Wars in a lot of ways and made me believe that this Disney sort of procedure is worth my time and money. The Martian came out, which was very similar to Arrival in the sense that it was a smart, slightly hard sci-fi movie, which was very character-driven. Martian was better than Arrival, in my opinion. And Inside Out, which to me was the best animated movie I've seen potentially ever. Um, yep. I rate that up there with your Lion Kings, your Aladdin, your Mulans and all that. And, you know, the year before that, you had a lot of other great movies. I mean, you had The Raid 2, which is right up there on my list as well. And I look at this year and I'm thinking, how many of these movies am I really going to rate down the track? It's not that many of them. Doctor Strange has the opportunity, uh, as does Fantastic Beasts, mm. to be relevant um, and I mean Deadpool just because of what it did already yeah. um, it's relevant not because of its quality though uh, it's relevant because of what it did just in the real world uh, profit wise and also to get a movie made from some test footage being leaked mm. is incredible uh, and, and the, there was just enough fan support behind this to get it going yeah. uh, and I mean it became a blockbuster movie that shouldn't have been a blockbuster mm. movie uh, it's and the best grossing X-Men movie of all time and it got made on a fraction of the budget of any of the others without any of the X-Men uh, that yeah. actually and, make and a joke of the off, fact that he doesn't get any of the other X-Men yeah. and it cut off most of its core audience yeah you know, this is an R-rated superhero movie and X-Men's popular with a lot of kids and they literally were barred from seeing it in the cinema and it still made this kind of money and I kind of hope it's legacy uh, becomes stronger than the movie itself ever did. And we're already seeing that with an R-rated Logan that's coming out. 
even though Hugh Jackman was willing to take less money and did take less money to make the R-rated Wolverine movie happen, there's no way this would have got made if it wasn't for the success of Deadpool. So I'm hoping this allows cinemas to go, okay, we can make an R-rated superhero movie and it will succeed. And I also hope they go, okay, we can make a superhero movie that doesn't need $200 million and doesn't need crazy special effects and it can still succeed and they can tell these smaller movies uh, s smaller stories within superhero movies which a lot of these characters can carry and they can still make enough money to be justified so yeah. I hope Deadpool has that effect so yeah Deadpool uh, for, for that purpose may be the most influential movie mm. of 2016 but as far as quality and re-watching these films I completely agree uh, um, Doctor Strange is going to get uh, re-watched for, uh, for me and yeah. probably for, for a little while uh, and, and I feel like that could be it felt to me and I keep comparing it to the first Iron Man and, and I've even compared the two characters just looking perfect mm. and, and being um, the right persona for their character portraying uh, I could see this being the beginning of a Doctor Strange kind of franchise uh, and Fantastic Beasts I fanboy buys him there you know I'm going to rewatch him because it was a Harry Potter film yeah apart from those I've got nothing this year that I really care that much about yeah um, uh, there was movies again like that came out and I enjoyed them uh, Civil War I enjoyed um, but there's a reason it's not on my top five it, I just don't really care about it after I saw it Magnificent Seven was surprisingly good, uh, but I saw it once. I'm kind of happy I don't need to see it more than once. Well, actually, that's kind of something. To, Civil War, I only saw that one time, mm. and I think that's probably the first one of the like Avengers movies. I've only ever watched it once mm. uh, and never really wanted to go back and, and see it again, and that's kind of surprising considering the movie that it is. Uh, it's, the, it's, it's a really important movie within the Marvel Universe, mm. and the fact that I don't really want to see how all of this came to be is a little disappointing uh, and, and kind of, yeah, it shows the this year as a whole has been quite kind of disappointing what it, what could have been. And it's interesting you sort of, I, I look to next year as well because I can't help but in December comparing what the year has done and looking at what the next year is coming and it could go either way. Next, next year, year is a year of sequels. Um, yeah, it's a year of sequels. There's a yeah. lot of franchise that are getting follow-ups uh, and some that are getting like their fifth or mm. their eighth yeah. follow-up so uh wonder which one that is uh actually come to think of it technically like they're 11th in star wars because mm. you know we're gonna have these anthology series as well but yeah so it could go either way yeah. uh you you've got the the presence of some of those big name movies and franchises but there are a couple kind of one-off movies i mean there's like wonder woman's coming out next mm. year we've already got a, a formula in superhero movies uh, and and this is the first chance that for needs a, to do well. It, it does, and if it does, next year is I, I can already say is a success. You know, yeah, has, has done well. Um, yeah, there is a lot of potential for next year. A lot of movies like Wonder Woman that if they're handled well are going mm. to be very very yeah. good. We're going to talk about uh, next year in two weeks. Basically, we're going to do a looking forward to twenty seventeen, and sort of similar, I guess, to this, and also the movie draft that appeared on One Up Culture. Um, where we're going to be looking at the movies that we're most excited for, that we're most worried for, that we expect to be really good. Just stuff like that. Uh, just sort of getting our, our thoughts out there. You might sort of find out about a couple of movies that you didn't know you wanted to have on your list. Just like maybe you found out about a couple of movies that should have been on your list that you can now go and watch because they're all out in 2016. Um, so that's going to be in two weeks' time. 
Next week, however, we're doing a spoiler talk edition on Rogue One. Yay. So hopefully we come in next week talking about how that this made our top five of the year. And um, hopefully it doesn't come up and, and then say this was a bigger letdown than Zoolander 2. Yes. It, if it's worse than Zoolander 2 or Suicide Squad. Or Suicide Squad, yeah. the, the thing I'm worried about is both of those it's, movies we went in with trepidation. Rogue One, we're going in yeah. with high expectations. I See, Suicide Squad is probably a much better comparison in that uh, yeah, I, I felt like Suicide Squad couldn't fail going in I, I, in the same way I feel like Star Wars can't oh, I, I thought I, Suicide Squad could fail I, I just hoped it didn't I just hope. <laughs> yeah I, I thought once I'd found out the premise and I found out the casting and all of this these things seemed to be going ahead mm. it all seemed to be working and then I yeah about halfway through their production I was like what, hap- what happened yeah. what, why so many car crashes this isn't just like media publicity yeah. trying to get marketing anymore this, you're having some serious problems mm. and, and it was showed in the cinema in the final product that we got when I'm watching a movie and I can say that wasn't cut well I mean I'm not a movie guy and I don't you know I don't make movies I haven't studied film but if I can watch a movie and go that was cut badly and I can give you exact reasons why there's some problems because yeah. normally I can uh, forgive bad cutting that's my job if, but I can forgive that kind of thing if it's just good and entertaining overall. And yeah, that was why I was disappointing. That's why I'm hoping Rogue One isn't. Um, but you'll find out next week. If you want to keep in touch, how do you do that? Quite simple. Follow us on at One Up Culture on Twitter uh, and Google One Up Culture. We've got a WordPress page that covers both the articles and the podcasts. So you can keep up to date just as we're trying our best to keep up to date with the horde of movies that are coming out at the moment. Um, but that's it for this week. Uh, I've been Trent. I have been Jareth. And that is game over.